this in the heavens and in the earth. I shall pour out my spirit, says the Lord. This is the day. Have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. We can say that. The time has come. God bless you. How many of you are ready for the word of the Lord? Now, this morning, it's a, I, I believe, for me personally, I think it's the most important word for the year that I want to share with you. And I'm going to have to allow the Spirit of God to do what He wants to do because the power of God can come down. I know it. I know, I know it as I know Him. How many of you are ready? Oh, two of you. Okay, let me ask you that again in, in, in faith. How many of you are ready to receive from God this morning? There's a scripture in the Bible that every time I read it, it makes me shake. It makes me really tremble a bit because I think it's the most severe words ever spoken to man. Now, if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. We're going to start there. Matthew 7. 21, and we're going to go on to 23. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who has done the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. That last verse in the Amplified says, and then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Now imagine you do the work of the Lord, or you think you do the work of the Lord. You cast out devils, you prophesy. You sing a hymn and a her, you go to church Sunday after Sunday, and you stand in the presence of the Lord, and the Lord says, who are you? I'm going to preach in a second. Just follow me. Who are you? I don't know you. Then he says, I think the most hardest words ever, depart from me. Get away from me. You make me sick. That's basically what it says. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Later on, you'll find out Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Any person that calls him Lord, Lord means that they have faith that he's the son of God, but it's not enough. Okay, let me speak to this side. The devil knows Jesus is the son of God and he's going to hell. Are you following what I'm saying? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, one sign that you're a lover of the Lord is you'll keep His commandments. If you break His commandments, I promise you, you don't love the Lord. So let's jump back to this. Imagine God can use a man. I want to speak to you a little bit on the anointings because there's, there's two anointings that I want to touch on today. And, and the one, you'll understand why Jesus says the part, I never knew you. You'll understand this completely today. First of all, what is the anointing? Now, I'm going to, can I just be honest with you? How many of you won't be offended if I'm just, just totally honest this morning? I mean, just flat out honest. We've got a problem in the church world today. 
every peanut and his mother wants to preach. And they are not called to preach. They're not anointed to preach. But they want to preach because they think it's a good idea. Let me tell you, most of the times the problem is with pride. Because they can submit nowhere. Unless you give them a mic, they don't come to church. The reason why God has not opened up the doors for you worldwide is because of pride in your heart. The minute you break your pride, you submit somewhere, God will open up the doors for you in a supernatural way. But not everybody is called to preach, and that's okay. It is a right not to preach. I've said this a million times here. If, if, if God did not call me to preach, I would have been the last man to preach. You know why? Because of the responsibility upon my life. And let me tell you secondly, my wife's got a responsibility. Can I tell you why? Because she's married to a man of God with a vision. And so her, her whole life has to change to suit to my lifestyle. Are you following what I'm saying? In other words, the day that she married me, she had to lay aside all her desires, everything that she wanted to become, and said, I'm going to stick to the vision. My children has to pay a price. Such as me that pays the price, my children needs to pay the price and see people speak against their father and, and the, the world wants the, the, the dad's attention and dad's prayers, and, and, but they go through it. They pay the same price. People don't realize there's a price to the anointing of the living God. But, but here's the thing, the day will come and it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that is settled in heaven that the day will come that people will stand before the Lord. And according to the Bible, it says, many will stand before the Lord in that day and say, Lord, Lord. And he will say, I never knew you. I've got no idea who you are. This morning, I want you to listen to me. I think, and, and, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get attacked on this message, but this is fine. I, I think that we have taken the, the prayer too far and say, if you just say this prayer, you're saved. But if you say the prayer and you live the way you want to live, you're going to stand before God and He's going to say, go away, I never knew you. Can you say amen if you're still awake in this place? Now, I want you to, to, to write a couple of stuff down today and then as a base, and then we're going to write, I'm going to preach to you then after that. This, distractions will come the minute you lose focus on your relationship with the Lord. Satan brings a lot of distractions to people's lives. And you think, wow, this is God. Oh, this is God. Okay, I'm going to hit it hard on the head. God never shows you another man's wife and say, that's your new wife. Let me go this side. God never shows you another woman's husband to say, that's my new husband. Hallelujah. Church is not a dating site. I know this, this, this ladies and these men, by the way, that's so cheap today, cheaper than a please call me. Let's just say it. You, you, you told me you're not going to be offended. You, you told me. Cheap. Oh, he's adorable. Until he gets what he wants, and then you're just next. Oh, I, I, need, I need to set people free this, Bill. I need to help you out right now. It's not God who says, hey, hey, take that one. That's yours. If you're married, you're in covenant. Covenant is not a contract. It's something much higher. Now, you can do stuff behind walls. Whatever you do behind closed walls and doors, you do in front of the eyes of God. Please remember that. My husband don't see, my wife doesn't see, but God sees. Are you following me? And yet people say, I'm on my way to glory. You're going to stand there and say, who are you? Gabriel, do you know this guy? Who's this guy? Just get this jigaboo away from me. That's actually going to happen. But <laughs> Ooh, Okay. It's very quiet today. 
Is it hot or is it just the word? And you know what God is waiting for? This morning, he's waiting for people just to come home. Say, Lord, I've slipped there. I've, I've made a mess. Because Satan will bring distractions. The minute there's a distraction, do you know what happens? The first thing that goes is your walk with God. The first thing that goes. And you think it's God. Not everything that's wrapped up with a red ribbon is from the Lord. It's not. It's not. Many of the, the devices has been sent by Satan to destroy your life, and yet you don't know it. So, in other words, now, there's men standing in the presence of God, and they say, Lord, we have cast out devils. Now, casting out devils, we believe in. And to add to that, I don't believe in gimmicks on casting out devils. Jesus says, in my name, you shall cast them out. So, in the name of Jesus, come out. That's it. Okay, nothing else. Not the rubbish that you see on Google. Some kicks and some water and, please, stop. Mm. Lord, help my. Stop with this gimmick rubbish. Do you know how you know somebody is a, is a, is a fool, not a preacher, when it comes with all these gimmicks? Then you know, this guy's not called of God. Jesus didn't say kick him in the face. Jesus didn't even say speak to him. He said cast him out. Jesus spoke to him. Are you Jesus? And why did Jesus spoke? He spoke to him for one reason, to show his authority over the devil. Now what he's saying to the church, he's not saying have a conversation. He says now you have authority over it because I am the ultimate authority. Cast him out. That's what we do. So they've casted out devils. They prophesied accurately. Now please hear me. To prophesy accurately does not mean they are men or women of God. There was a woman in the, in the New Testament in the book of Acts who followed Paul. And, and you know what happened? Paul was greatly annoyed. She prophesied stuff that was correct. But she prophesied through the spirit of division so, or divination. So it's not because they prophesy correctly now they're men of God. The Bible says they prophesy, but he will say, I don't know you. Get away from me. You workers of iniquity. Can you say amen? amen. Come on, you can give a louder amen in this place. How is it possible that God can use a man and that man can leave a service and sin? How is it possible? Now, there's two annoying things that I'm going to touch on right now. And you'll understand why I'm, I'm speaking on what I'm speaking. How is it possible that the power of God can fall upon a man, but that man can still live in sin? You see, this is why the Bible says you will know them according to the fruit, not the gift. So let me tell you why is it possible that a man can stand before Jesus and he says, Lord, this is my testimony. I've healed the sick. I've prophesied. I've cast out devils. And the Lord looks at them and says, I don't know you. Get away from me. Worker of iniquity. Because of the anointing. Write that down. Because of the anointing. So there's two anointings. Two anointings that's very much not understood today in the church. Anointing number one is the indwelling anointing that you receive the day you give your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to preach on that in a while. Everybody that sits in this building that's born again has the anointing of God in you. Say amen. But, capital letters, italic, bold, underline, but not everybody has the anointing upon. Big difference. The anointing upon, I can tell you exactly when that anointing comes. And, and you can, I, I'm sure Faith City will know already by now when the anointing has come upon me. I become loud. 
bold. Come on. I operate in faith. Everything. Ah, ah. It's the anointing. That anointing comes upon you. Now, the anointing upon is a gift that you receive from God for your office. So what we have people today, if I say office, not the building. Office, spiritually, what you are called to do from God. So if you're not in the, one of the fivefold ministries called, then you don't have the anointing upon. Not everybody that preached got anointing upon them. And you can see it, you can smell the anointing, you sense the anointing. The first thing that the anointing produces that's upon a man is change. You want to change. Every, because what happens with the anointing, the anointing brings everything. I mean, the anointing lifts up everything. Say hallelujah if you're still here. The anointing on you stirs everything up, everything, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Everything gets stirred up under the anointing. What the anointing does, the anointing does everything for you, spirit, or, 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 or emo, say emotionally and physically. So physically, your body feels you are moved under the anointing. What happens when I experience the anointing of God that comes upon me? The minute it comes upon me, my, from my head to the soles of my feet, I feel numb. I feel drunk. It feels like electricity flows through my left hand. Then I know exactly when God's healing people, the power of God starts to fall. Because physically and emotionally, it does something for me. The anointing upon me. But the anointing upon me does nothing for my walk with God. The only thing that brings your walk with God is the anointing within you. This is the only reason why people walk powerfully in miracle signs and wonders, prophesy, stand before the Lord, and He says, I don't know you. Do you know why? They've never nurtured. The inside is what keeps the outside. If your inside is right, because what people do with the anointing, people can, when the anointing comes upon you, I remember when the Lord spoke and, and Samuel spoke to Saul, and the Bible says that the Spirit of God shall come upon you. All right? And what does he say further on? He says, and he will change you into another man. Now, do you know what, goes, what he goes on to say? He says, do as occasion serves you. This means that when the anointing that's upon a man, so the anointing of God on me, I'm in charge of that anointing. I can use this anointing, misuse this anointing. There's people that will take this anointing. And do you know what they will do? They will merchandise it. I've spoken to so many people. You know, I want that job at that church, but the pay is not right. Do you know why the pay is not right? Because you're not called. When you are called, you don't see a salary. You see the calling of God, the hunger. The, I said the hunger of God is bigger than what you can get. Because God sees you. God sees it. Oh, no, the salary. The salary is bad. If it was for money, I would have been out of the ministry years ago. But woe is me. If I don't preach this gospel, and let every devil in hell hear this, we will preach this gospel. And people will get saved and healed and come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The earth is about to shake and tremble under the power of the mighty God. Say hallelujah. So these people that you sit here this morning, gave your life to Jesus, you have the indwelling anointing. Let's get it on the screen. First John chapter 2. And 27. First John chapter 2, it says, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, not upon you, in you. And you do not need that anyone teach, 
you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true and it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. What does it mean that the Bible says that you have the anointing of God in you, nobody should teach you? You have to go back to biblical references and understand what happened in that hour. In that hour, there was a fight amongst the people about the deity of Jesus Christ. Meaning, is He the Son of the living God? So what John was saying is, John was saying, now I was cross-referencing the whole thing. From, from the Hebrew Bible to Amplifieds, to the King James, to whatever it starts, cross-references. So what basically it meant was, stop fighting with stupid people about whether he is God or not. The anointing in you, in other words, him himself will reveal to you that he is the son of the living God and that he is God Almighty. So it doesn't mean that you don't have to go to church to be taught. I like this. You know, I see faces that I saw maybe a year ago. And as I looked at you now, you're not the same. I see some boldness, some spice to you. Oh, come on, I see some fire on the inside of you. Why is that? Because what you sit under, you become. This is why we have the, the idiocracy. You know, oh, I, I'm going to go back to the word because I can get so mad. The stuff that's going on in the church world today, it's because the salary must be right. My God help us. I told you I'm going to be bold. Okay, so let's go. When anointing comes on me, I become bold, loud. I told you it affects you physically, it affects you emotionally only. But it does nothing with the anointing on the inside of you. So the Bible says that you have received the anointing of the Holy One, and he, he, he gave it in you. It's, it's right in you. That's the day that you give your life to Jesus Christ. Now, what happens the first day that you give your life to Jesus? I will tell you what happens. First of all, you're now a baby. All right? You can be 70 years old. You become a baby instantly. What happens with a baby? The first thing the baby, when a baby comes out from the mother, the first thing that that baby wants to do is eat. Hunger. Hunger hits that baby. Say with me, hunger. Now, this is what happens with a born-again child of God. You become hungry. The danger is most Christians lose the hunger. The minute you lose the hunger, you'll stand before him and he'll say, I don't know you. You worker of iniquity. To walk intimately with the Lord and to nurture the anointing in you, you have to have a hunger. Spiritual hunger. So what happens when somebody is sick? The first thing that, that leaves when somebody is sick is hunger. Hung, if you're not hungry, it's a sign that you're sick. But when you are hungry, it's a sign that you are healthy. The same spiritually. The minute you've lost your hunger for God's presence, for prayer and for the word of God, you are spiritually sick. And when you're spiritually sick... That's when you stand before him and he says, I don't know who you are. Go away from me, you worker of iniquity. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but those who have done the will of my Father. The will is his word. You have to have a hunger for the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Come on, you can say a louder amen than that. Amen. This is why it's very important to understand. The, the book of First John that I read has got nothing to do with the anointing on my office. It's got nothing to do with when God calls me. This is something that I have to nurture when I am home. And do you know what happens? It spills over when I get to church. 
I don't want to put people down or break you down or make you feel bad. But I can tell you exactly if I look at people, how they worship, I can tell you exactly who's worshipers at their homes and who isn't. A guy that stands with his hands in his pockets and look at his watch, he's not a worshiper at home. Not at all. But a man broken in the presence of God. And I'll show you scripture where the Lord says you must be broken and remain broken in his presence. That's where he abides, in that brokenness. So to get back, that's the first thing that happens is hunger. Say hunger. Say it again. So if you lose your appetite, you're sick. Same spiritually. No more. If the, the sign will be you no longer pray, you no longer read the word of God. You've lost your hunger. Very dangerous. So in other words, if I don't read my Bible, don't spend time in the presence of God, you know what will happen? The anointing on me will still operate. It's a gift. It can still operate. I can live in total sin. Still operate in the power of God. I can shout at Tinas and Robbie and smack Dylan and come on the stage and say, bless the Lord, all my soul, and the glory of God will fall. Why is that anointing upon me? But when I stand before him one day, he'll say, go away. I've got no idea who you are because what you do on the inside. This is why money does not move me. I need money to fulfill the, the, the vision. I, you know, I sat last night and I was looking at the world map in front of me and I said, Lord, if people can only understand. Now, I'm not saying this pridefully or arrogantly. So many people ask me the one question. How is it possible that people invite you all over the world. And it's from South Africa that you can go because nobody invites me. That's what they say. Nobody invites me. Why are they inviting you? Now, I'll tell you something. Obviously because of the calling of God. But let me, let me tell you something. I looked at it and I said, Lord, can this be that to run this ministry cost us X amount of money? I, if I tell you how much, you will not even believe it. You, you'll cry with me. And then I realized... It's because of this on the inside of me that keeps me not merchandising my anointing. People want to use advertising boards down there, pay big bucks. And then they want to advertise alcohol. Then I'll tell them no alcohol. Okay, you lose the money. That's fine. Take the money. I'm not merchandising what I have. It's too costly. Are you following me? Give me a word and I'll give you money. No, 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 no. I'm not a, I'm not a prophet. You don't prophesy for money. You know, as Tinas, we were just speaking about that yesterday or the day before that. Somebody came to our church and says, listen, we got a quote from another church not far from you. They quote us 8,000 rand to pray for, pray for my wife's needs deliverance. And we will pray for it, but we would just want to see, you know, if we can get a discount here at Faith City. Most churches would have said, come back on Black Friday. <laughs> my heart was grieved. I said, they ask you money for prayer? And this is why they merchandise the anointing. It's because their walk with God is evil. There's no presence of God in the innermost being. They operate with what's on them. But on the inside, they corrupt. Far from God. I'm not just speaking to people that's being used by God. I'm speaking to every single person here. You better get your hunger back for the day will come where God says, I don't know you. Get away from me. You make me sick. Shout yes. yes. Now I'll tell you why. And I'm going to tell you the second one in a second. I'll tell you why. When the anointing of God's on you and it's in you and the one in you is nurtured, why you won't live in sin, walk in sin. Let, let me tell you why. Your love for the Lord 
will never allow you to turn your back on Him. It's love. You know, when 1 Corinthians says this, that even though you speak with tongues of angels, if you don't have love, your love for God, if there's no love for God, you mean nothing. It means nothing. So your love for God will cause you not to fornicate, not to be an adulterer. Oh, it's quiet now. Not to steal because I don't want to hurt him. I love him too much. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to steal because I love him too much. Now, the one on me can be on me without any love for the Lord. But it's impossible to love him without nurturing this one. The more I love him, the less I want to hurt him. Can you say hallelujah? So what you do is when you are hungry for God, you spend time in his words. This is why Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You don't do what I say. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's in the word of God. So you follow the word of God. You follow his instruction. Suddenly there's a walk with God that you start to develop. A level of intimacy that you gain with God. And suddenly, you don't want what this world's got for you. Everything is different. This is why I want to truly tell you this. No man, no woman that has truly met the Lord can live in sin. If you've truly met him. When the Lord saved me, he saved me 100%. I didn't have to leave my stuff. I didn't tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to be saved and now I'll, I'll stop smoking in the next two years. And you know, just gradually, Lord, I'll gradually leave my, my booze and, and gradually stop cheating and lying and stealing. No, no, no. When he touched me, I knew everything in me was different that day. Different. Absolutely different. Anything of this world died in me. I, I, I became, everything, the world became ugly and filthy in my sight. Because when you nurture this love, no, I don't have to read it from any Christian book to tell me I am saved. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I'm speaking to somebody that knows that you know 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 in your knower that you are saved. Uh, let me say that again. That's what happens when you nurture the anointing of God in you. And you're in the word of God. And you hate sin. Then you have the anointing of God in you. Him, himself. That will confess with your spirit and agree with you that you are saved. My preacher don't have to come to me and say, oh, you, you look safe. I can't look safe. Oh, you look saved. What does that look like? To look saved. Uncle Denzel, you look safe. How does that look? Is it how I part my hair? I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. That happens the more you nurture. Say amen if you're still awake. Number two, faith. Faith is a sign of life. What happens to a baby after he ate? Now he grows up. What happens? He looks at mommy and he looks at daddy. And he knows this is mommy and this is daddy. And sometimes when he gets to strangers, he cries. Amen? He's got faith in his heart. I know these people. I know them. Why is that? Faith. That's what happens with you. The more you nurture the presence of the Lord, faith is instilled in your heart so that you can cry out, Abba. A baby turns to you and, ah, faith, you're going to protect me, you're going to provide for me. Have you seen any baby? Look at the baby here in the front. 
Does this baby seem worried? Okay, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you. Let, let me take him. Let me show them. Now look at, look at faith. Look at faith. Do you know why he's not crying? Oh, he knows me. He's got faith. Does he look worried? I wonder if my mom's going to give me some milk today. Where will the clothing come from? This diaper is swelling up right now. I just hope to God they brought me a new diaper. This is what you do with God. Amen? He's not worried. Do you know why he's not worried? Let me tell you, every time I pick him up, the anointing transfers. And I say, Lord, use him for your glory. Protect this boy, he will have no lack. I don't care from which lineage he comes from. I don't care what his bloodline says. I'll tell, I'll tell the devil what God's bloodline says. He's blessed beyond the curse. Hallelujah. Blessed beyond the curse. The hand of God is upon his life. But Jesus says, unless we enter heaven like them, we will never see heaven. I like fat babies. Oh, it's just adorable. Ooh, hallelujah. And no, I'm not a grandpa. Dylan is getting married soon. There's no, there's no plans for babies. And if there's babies, by the way, I'll be the best of the best. As long as they call me Pops. I like when you call me Big Papa. So... Okay, so back to that. Babies, don't worry. They've got faith. Did you see what he just do? That's what you do with God. Because there's such a hunger that you don't want anything else but Him. You just want the Lord. You just want His presence. You just want Him to embrace you. To love you with everything. That, 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 I promise you this. Hear me right now. Unless you do the first thing, you'll not do the second thing. Unless the word is real to you, the second thing, the, the faith, will, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Faith is produced in the word and through the word. Say amen, please. Why do I say to tell, ask you to say amen? Just to make sure that you're still kicking, you're still alive. So when we walk in this way, we, our spirit cries out, Father God. Number three, love. So we love Jesus with everything that we've got. Love, no. the Bible says this, love covers a multitude of sin. In other words, when a sinner, there's two ways it goes. When a sinner comes to the Lord, the love of God forgives your sin and it covers all your sin. But when, you, the, when you're born again, the more you love God, love covers the sin, meaning that love is bigger than sin. So your sin nature is no more. Uh, you didn't hear me. You didn't catch this. This is why you have a conscience. This is why the Holy Spirit speaks in your conscience. This is why you start to hate this world. You hate sin. You feel dirty and, and filthy, and you love the Lord more and more and more and more because of love. Say love. Now, that hunger, that faith, and that love grows every day, every day. That's why you can't walk away. That's why you simply can't walk away. There's people that will trade the love of God for fame. For people. For an affair. For money. For likes on social media. They will exchange. They will crucify Christ the flesh. 
or afresh in his flesh so that you can just have your hour. But love keeps you faithful. Love keeps you close. I don't know if you feel it. If you're sensitive, you will, exp- you, you will feel what I'm feeling. It's covering this place. Love will draw you. It will keep you. Now imagine that day you stand before the Lord. Hello, Lord, it's me, it's me, it's me. Who's that? I don't know you. Because there's no hunger. There's no time spending in His presence. Let me explain something to you. What you have to do every single day of your life, whether the anointing is upon your life and whether it's only in you, you have to develop time with the Lord. It's very important to develop, spend time with God. I told you on Wednesday night, when we, when we worship the Lord, we, we, you can put on a CD at your home. I'm going to read, give you another scripture to prove what I'm just saying. You can put on a CD at your home. That CD that sings songs to the Lord does nothing for God. Nothing. God is not worried about words. He's worried about the heart. There's more that God does when I say, holy, holy, holy are you Lord, than a CD. Worship does nothing for God in heaven when I play a CD. He's already enthroned in heaven. What does worship do? Worship breaks my heart. It makes you sensitive. It brings you to a place of brokenness. Let's get Isaiah chapter 66, verse 1 and 2 on the screen. I'll show you this. I told you this on Wednesday night a little bit. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. But where is the house that you will build me? Pause there. So heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. But I don't want that. Where is the throne or the house? That you will build me. And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made. And all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one, on this man, the one translation says, Will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit. Not poor, money, spiritually. Let me get, I want to I read this to you from the Amplified. It's much more powerful. It says this, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What kind of house would you build me? What kind can be my resting place? For all these things my hand has made. And so all these things have come into being by and for me, says the Lord. But this is the man to whom I will look and have regard. He who is humble and of a broken or wounded spirit. And he who trembles at my word and reveres my commands. So what does the Lord say? I've got heaven as my throne. The earth is my footstool, but I don't want that. Where will be my resting place? He says, I looked at that man. That man is humble. He's broken in heart. Crushed in spirit. I'll rest upon him. That's what worship does. Worship breaks your heart. Without brokenness, this is why many people babble, they're never in the presence of God, because you are full of, full of yourself. When your heart is broken, everything of you dies. Then God can speak to the Spirit. And I've told you this, I've told you this, you don't stop with crying. Crying is part of reverencing His commands. 
but you've come through to that dimension of the holies of holies where he himself wipes away the tears from your eyes and bang, the power of God's on you. There you declare and you walk by faith. Can you say amen if you're still here? So I want to show you something. Two anointings. Very important to understand because the day will come that he will say, I don't know you. Go away. So again, how is it possible that a man can be used by God, prophesy what's in your fridge, and be false? Far from God. When he shows up, the anointing is there. Soul operated through the anointing wickedly. But what happens is, if you have the anointing on you right now, follow me, and you walk in sin, it's very dangerous. Do you know why? The Lord himself will remove your lampstand. This means you'll die. The anointing turns against you as an enemy. And this is why these great men that shorten their lives because of, uh, uh, and, uh, listen to me right now, because of some, some, some great men of God that God has used mightily hasn't walked in sin, but they've walked in wrong doctrine. And again, God's the author of life, so when He's finished with your life, He can take you. If He wants you at 20, He can take you at 20. Okay, if He wants you at 120, we believe long life, but I'm telling you God's in charge. All right, so when you have the anointing on you and you live in sin, dangerous. That's when you misuse the anointing. I'm just gathering that you understand. You can misuse it. You can sell it. Everything's got money attached to it. This is why when we travel, I travel the whole wide world on my own expense. There's people, then their problem, their business, that ask a fee. I come to your church for $100,000 or 100,000 rand or 30,000 rand. One guy invited me to his church. He says, um... Will you come to my church? I said, okay, where are you? He said to me where he is. He said, yes, the big problem. So what's the problem? There's no hotel in my area, only guest house. I said, what's the problem? He says, the previous guy I've asked says, there's no way he's coming if there's no hotel. Because he's not called. They look at your life and they say, ah, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. You can. Number one, you have to be called. Number two, you have to go through what I'm going through. If you not want to, sit down. Zip your lip. And pray for me. So they walk in, they can live in sin, they can do whatever they want to do. Stand before him, I don't know you. Then these people who does not have the anointing on them, they got it in them because they're saved. That will stand before the Lord and the Lord will say, I don't know you, go away. Do you know why? Because you've not nurtured the relationship, the fellowship. Do you know how many people say, I know Vessel. Okay, who, who is he? He's a preacher. Okay, tell me more about him. No, I, you know, I just know that he's, he's a preacher. He travels the world. Tell me more. What does he like? What does he dislike? I don't know him that much. Just because you know my name does not mean you know me. I promise you 99.99% of people in this church don't know me at all. And it's good. It's for your benefit. Because the minute you know me, you can't receive from me. Then I'm your chummy. Then we pray together. Sunday come and you think about fishing, you can't receive anything from me. This is why, for your sake, you don't know me. You know my Jesus. You know my Lord. That's enough. You don't need to know me. As long as you know the one I serve. As long as my life is a conduct of how you should walk, then I've done my part. But to say Jesus doesn't mean you know him. How do you get to know me to fellowship with me? Spend time with me. Then you start to understand who Vestal Dubrain is. 
what makes him, what breaks his heart, what brings him joy, what food does he like, what food doesn't he like, what chocolates, what cold drink, all right, all that intimacy, same with the Lord. You can't knock on my door an outsider, three o'clock in the morning say, open up, I'm home. Who are you? But when I see you and I know you, you knock three o'clock in the morning, I'll open the door and say, this is family. Exactly the same with the Lord. If you don't know, you, to know Him by name is not enough. To know that He's the Son of God is not enough. The Bible says this clearly. No man shall see God unless you're holy. No man shall see God. So in other words, one of the commandments is be holy for I am holy. Without holiness, no man shall see God. So to spend time, fellowship. You know what happens? It brings the hunger. It brings faith. It produces love. And the more you do that, the more constant time you spend with the Lord, fellowshipping. Please hear me. I know we call it stilted date. Okay, get rid of that mentality, stilted date. There's no stilted date. You either spend time with God or you don't. So you can, you can spend time with the Lord. Constant fellowship means unbroken. There's never time that your relationship with the Lord is broken. This means that you can pray the whole day. Did you know that? You are a spirit being, so your spirit prays while you're awake, while you sleep, your spirit can pray. While you drive the car, people can speak to me now, my spirit can pray in tongues. My spirit can commune with the Lord, so I pray the whole day. I will sing a hymn and a her, sing songs, worship the Lord, because I've realized this, that God is after the heart. There's a nice saying that I want you to remember in your heart. A heart without words is more important than words without a heart. People give the Lord lip service, but their hearts is far from them. This is why he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? He says, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. Now when you are, this is how you know that you are saved. If you hate sin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question and again. This is South Africa. This is, you can do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say, apparently. How many of you believe in your heart you can vouch to this? I hate sin. Lift your hand very high. High, high as you can. If you don't lift your hands, don't worry. The Lord sees you. It's fine. That's how you know you're saved. That's how you know the Lord is busy progressing in you. Because if you hate sin, you don't do sin. Did you know that the Bible says he who sins is of the devil? I thought about this, that Jesus turned to Peter and he said to him, you're a devil, get behind me. He said to, he, he, he told Judas, he told Judas, if you think about this, the Bible says that the, they, they sat and they had, they had their last meal and the scripture says that the one who puts his hand in the food bucket is the one that will deny me. And Judas sticks out his hand, takes the food. Imagine it was me. I promise you I would have been the last one to take the bread. He's the first one. He rebuked both of them. Do you know what? One repented. The one hanged himself. So what, what am I trying to tell you? Sometimes you need the hard truth. My job here is right now to tell you this. This is what the Lord said to me for the church. It's time to get back to your first love. Unless you are intimate with the Lord, have fellowship with Him, study scriptures, pray. You'll get to a point in your life where you stand before me, you'll say, I don't know you. Get away. 
You know what happens? You make life so more important than God. Relationships is more important than God. You please your boyfriend more than you please the Lord. That's the hard thing. This, this is the hard thing. You know what happens when people are in need? They run to the Lord. When the need is met, they forget Him. When they're single, this is what Paul says, if you're single, don't worry about boyfriends nor girlfriends. He says, because now your concern is for the Lord. But the minute that you are in a relationship and married, now he says that your longing will be for your husband. You, now you're going to have to, to you, you live now a life of, is my husband, is my wife fine? But, and then so now you, you part your time between husband, wife, and God. I'm speaking to somebody here today. You come to a point where you hunger. Your faith grows. The more that happens, the more the love grows. Fonder and fonder, day by day by day by day. You love righteousness. You hate unrighteousness. You hate anything of this world. This one will keep that one straight. If this one is pure. I went to a church with Tina's one day and they, they had plastic seats everywhere. But for the preachers, they had sofas. I mean sofas. Took me, they said, the sofa's for you. I said, no, thank you. Give me the plastic chair. Everybody sits on a plastic chair. Give me a plastic chair. But you're a preacher. And I'm a servant. I'm a servant. You know, they, they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, they gave me a certificate one day. Said, now, you, you run away from the big one. Almost a doctor. Said, please just call me Vesta. I'm just Vesta. I know doctors theologians, you know, that studied a doctor's degrees, they've got no anointing. A lot of mouth, but no power. I would rather want him. Power. So, today, what's going to happen? Two things. The Lord is going to kill, destroy stuff in your life that he hates, so that your relationship can be restored with him. Then the power of God is going to hit this place. A fresh anointing is going to fall. You know, the anointing destroys the yoke. I'm speaking to people because I sense it. This is what I sense. I sense people that's hungry for the love of the Lord this morning. It says, Lord, my love needs to increase and grow and grow and grow. If you're married, you don't hurt your spouse. That's a sign of love, right? A sign of respect, right? Is that right? Sign of covenant, correct? Same with God. My love for him means I don't hurt him. I show him my respect. Then I grow and I grow and I grow because the day is coming. And the Bible says that those who go to hell is much more than those who saved, unfortunately. That's just the scripture. Church is supposed to draw you to the Lord. Social media draws you to people. We're supposed to draw you to the Lord. To say, look to Jesus, he's the answer. Yes, God uses me. Yes, I'm thankful. I was thinking about that last night, how the Lord is opening up doors for me, doing stuff for me. But I tell you one thing, the answer does not lie in me. It's all in him. Everything is in him. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? I, and I can tell you this for sure, even if I'm the only one that have to say this in this place, what you experience week after week is simply my love for Him. It's simply my love for Him. It's nothing else. It's not because of my talent. It's because, because He looked at me and He saw my heart. That's what it's all about. 
The only thing that God wants, God doesn't want your words, He wants your heart. When your heart is right, you can give Him the words because then the words that will go forth. How many of you remember, I don't know if you have seen my life, when, 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 when uh, a life on Facebook, when I, when I dealt on Daniel, prayed for 21 days, what did the angel of the Lord say to him? I came because of your words. Why because of your words? Because your heart was right. You were humble. Oh, come on. You're a man that's broken in spirit, contrite in your spirit and your words. Because of your words, I came. So when your heart is right, your words will be right. Now your life will be in adoration unto the Lord. You will adore Him constantly. Do me a favor. Would you just stand to your feet just a moment? Would you lift your hands to heaven? Forget about the guy next to you. Just close your eyes for a second. Put everything in perspective today. To know Him by His name is not enough. To say that He is the Son of God is not enough. The devil knows He's the Son of God. He's going to hell. It's not enough. What do I have to change in me to make sure that when I stand before the Lord one day, that He will not say, go away, I never knew you. Now, you know your life. This is why Paul says that you have to inspect your life every single day. Judge yourself so that you are not judged one day when you stand before the Lord. You look into your heart and you say, Lord, this is where I've messed up. This is where I've lost it. This is what stops and kills the presence of the Lord in my life. Take it out of me. Kill it. Remove it. But from this morning, my hunger in you will grow. This is why I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will bring hunger in your people. Hunger for your presence. Hunger for your word. That that hunger is a sure sign of spiritual wellness. I pray for those who seek spiritually. That healing will happen right now in Jesus' name. That they will become hungry for your word, hungry for your presence. I pray, Lord, that faith shall arise in their hearts, that they will become like babes. Babies that say, this is my mama, this is my daddy, faith. They will look to you constantly for help. They will embrace you, Lord, and that their love for you will grow. How you live tells me about how you love. Your lifestyle will tell me whether you love Jesus. The first commandment is this. You shall, not maybe, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your being. If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. The first commandment is you shall love the Lord your God. Love is a sign of your lifestyle. You don't walk in sin. Sin is not physically just what you do, it's what you think, it's what you say, it's what you look at. Make a spew this morning. I feel the urgency in my heart to tell the church time is running out. Any person that sits here, you, you think that tomorrow is promised, is a fool. Tomorrow is not promised. You don't know when your time has come. 58 million people die every single year. Today you're here, tomorrow you're gone. Then it's too late. Lord, you told me the anointing shall be restored. Upon people and within people this morning. 
I ask you, according to your word, it says that the anointing shall destroy the yoke in that day. I pray this morning that the anointing shall destroy yokes in Jesus' name. Lord, those who have honored your anointing in this place, honor them as they honor the anointing. Honor them, Lord, as they have honored the mantle, I pray in Jesus' name. As you lift your hands to heaven. Come, I need our team on the stage, please, just for a minute. Our worship team. For those of you that are standing here, I want you for a moment to forget about everything. Forget about the people around you. Today, the, the anointing is about to fall on your life, to charge you, to give you hunger, faith, and love for the Lord like never before. Lift your hands if you're ready for it. I don't know if somebody can help me um, at the children's church. I need John Reed just to come in for a minute. closed, we're waiting on the Lord. Jesus said, if I return, will I still find faith on the earth? There's no substitute for the Lord. The emptiness, the void in you, only Jesus can satisfy. I've been at the best places in the world. I've seen some of the most tremendous things to the human eye. I know exactly what Paul says, to have nothing, to have everything. I, I know exactly what it means. I'll tell you one thing. Nothing comes close to knowing Jesus. Even if I haven't been around the world, seen this stuff, done for the Lord what I've done, as long as I had Him, it is worth all my trouble. Now, Father, I believe today your Son is walking among us. Respecting the hearts of man. I've taught many times on this. Keep your focus on him this morning. Don't think about your troubles. We don't approach heaven first without troubles. We approach heaven first without adoration. In heaven, right now, around the throne of God, there's angels, there's elders, there's saints. Maybe your daddy, maybe your mama stands in the presence of the Lord right now. And the only thing that they hear from the throne is holy, holy, holy. You know when, when God shows up in your life and in your worship is when you sing songs to Him. When you minister unto the Lord. The Bible says Samuel ministered unto the Lord, not for the Lord, unto the Lord. Before we can minister for the Lord, we have to minister unto the Lord. Can we start to worship, minister unto Him? We worship, we minister unto the Lord. 